We would never think to fight a fire without first evaluating the situation, formulating a strategy, and then taking action toward the objective. So why do we not think to take similar approach when it comes to our personal lives? Benjamin Franklin once said that if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And if you're living your life right now so that you aren't actively working towards some kind of personal development, then you are a part of the deterioration of the fire service. You've grown comfortable with the status quo and you've become complacent. And as we all know, complacency kills. I've been there too, guys, and I'm going to talk about it in today's episode. I'll also talk about why it's important to have a plan, steps to take to identify and work toward a plan of action, and I'll share my personal approach to continual growth. are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I just got off a 72-hour shift and I am wiped out. I was called in for OT on Christmas Eve and my normal 48-hour shift started on Christmas Eve day. So I'm just now getting home to spend time with my family and see them enjoy the cool things that they got for Christmas. So what I'm going to do today is keep this short and sweet, but I wanted to meet the commitment that I made to myself and that I made to you. And I'd bring you a new episode every Friday. So here we go. I know that I've said it before in previous episodes, uh, in the fire service, you're either an asset or a liability. And honestly, this kind of goes for life, right? Not just the fire service. Um, but this is in relation to your physical condition, your intellectual contribution, your personal connections, and I believe your spiritual calibration. I'd mentioned that if you aren't an asset, then you're a liability. And I stand by that. And I'm not above asking myself that same question. Am I an asset or am I a liability? There was a time when I can openly admit that I was part of the problem of accepting the status quo and not holding myself to a higher standard. I was in full liability mode. Close to 15 years ago, I was at the lake with my family and I was having a great time playing with my kids in the water. My daughter was very young and she was so small that uh, this was where I could lift her up in my arms still, but now she's almost as tall as I am. Holy crap. Time flies, right? Anyway, I had a great day and I remember it vividly. However, that day is tattooed on my brain for a different reason. After coming home and getting all the pictures loaded onto my computer, 
I saw a shot of myself holding my daughter, and I was absolutely mortified. I was super out of shape, and it showed. And it was hard to look at. It was hard to see. I'd been a firefighter for at least a year, and I should have been in much better shape than I was in. My first year had been pretty rough due to traveling far to work, uh, poor sleeping habits, and about 90% of the time, I was on an ambulance running uh, 911s all day, all night, and then long-distance transports that could end up to be anywhere from like five to six hours total. Um, the the calls and the long-distance transports, like I said, they didn't help with my poor sleeping habits, but they also had an effect on my poor diet, and so it all compounded quickly. I was in great shape when I started my probationary year because I had been doing everything that I could do to be ready to test and ready to be hired, meaning I kept my mind sharp and I kept my body tight so that I could test with any agency and do the best that I could for each written test and each physical ability test at the drop of a hat, depending on who was opening up for hiring and all of that. You guys know how testing works. However, after that first year, I'd let things slip and it was made very known to me once I saw that picture of myself. Things had to change. And soon, I knew that I needed to get back into shape. I needed to be the firefighter that I'd want responding to my emergency. And the way I saw it, if I could get educated and disciplined to the point of expert level in regards to health and fitness, then I wouldn't ever allow myself to slip back into that situation again. Uh, so I took a set of steps, and I'm not saying you guys need to become experts in all of these things. That's not what I'm saying. This isn't full throttle or nothing. Um, but this was the approach that that worked for me. And I actually have a four-step process that I wrote out for myself so that I could stick to, so that if I ever felt that I was deviating from it, I could always come back to it, take a look at it, and then reset. So I took these four steps, and I'm going to share them with you today. So step number one is identify a goal. Step number two is write down small, actionable steps. And we'll, we'll get to what all of these mean. We'll break each of these down. But first, I just want to list them. Number three, establish a system for accountability. And number four, take action. So let's break each one of these down so I can provide some perspective in how I approached each one. So number one, identify a goal. You have to decide on what it is you want, right? That's like first and foremost. In this case, it was getting what I would call firefighter fit. But first, I had to define what that meant. I needed to identify some kind of quantifiable marker for measurement. That way, I could effectively observe my progress and keep pushing forward or identify a lack of progress and change things up. I decided that I needed to do some homework when it came to body systems, workout programs, and nutrition guidelines. Now, keep in mind, I wasn't a paramedic yet, so a lot of what I knew about anatomy and physiology I got from high school and uh, some later college classes. So I had a lot of homework to do, but thank goodness for the internet, right? Uh, I spent a lot of time searching and identifying people who, well, searching for and identifying people who had the results that I was looking to get. It was all based on looking for like a virtual mentor and then tracing back their roadmap to how they got to where they were, kind of like reverse engineering it. So I would observe where they were at, and then I would work backwards from there. What workout programs and supplement strategies did they use? And which one of those would I be willing to act on? 
I'd have to make notes on those things that spoke to me and that didn't violate my personal code of ethics. Which brings me to step two. Write down some small, actionable steps. This is part of the plan, right? I needed to identify small steps that I could take in order to be successful. So identifying those things that that those virtual mentors did and, and writing them out helped me identify a roadmap of sorts to get to where I wanted to be. I couldn't take giant leaps into advanced programs or diets because I needed to understand more about how what I was doing would get me to where I wanted to be. I wanted to reach my goal of being firefighter fit, quote unquote, but I wanted my actions to be strategic in nature. And I decided that I wanted to be able to bench press, squat, and deadlift my body weight. This was just a simple marker uh, and user for measurement that, that I had just kind of come up with. Um, but again, you have to start somewhere, right? And take that first step. So at first the goal was to get to where I was maintaining perfect form for all of these exercises and being able to perform at least one rep of each for my body weight. And like I said, you got to start small and build on that. So just getting to the gym, working toward that simple goal was my starting point. Uh, for my physical training, for my nutrition aspect, I wanted to make sure that I was eating the same amount of uh, the same amount of protein in grams that I weighed in pounds. So at the time, I was 225, 28% body fat, yuck. Um, but I was 225 pounds, and this meant that I needed an intake of at least 225 grams of protein a day. And I don't know about you guys. But if you've ever tried to make sure you're getting that much protein every day, it's tough. Like you have to force yourself to eat it sometimes and, and it is not fun. Um, sounds like fun because you're just eating, right? But you have to eat in a very specific way and be focused on your protein intake, which isn't just like <laughs> donuts and carbs, right? It's a very specific macronutrient. So I had to do that every day. However, Something to keep in mind is that diet without exercise is like stockpiling fuel for a race car and never driving it. So I had to make sure that I was sticking to my mapped out strength training and fat loss workout programs. So my goal of working towards doing a, a bench press, a squat, and a deadlift of my 225 pound body weight was something that I needed to consistently being or consistently work toward every day. Uh, I did take Sundays off because it is important for you to have at least one day a week where you're, where you're recovering. It's very important as I've gone, uh, as I've gone into the uh, personal training space and the peer fitness trainer side, I've learned that recovery is just as important as exercise. So keep that in mind too, guys. Um, anyway, where was I? I had to make sure that I was sticking to my mapped out strength training and fat loss workout program. That way, I'd be actually putting that protein to use in building muscle and not just adding calories that could turn into stored fat, right? Which would be the opposite of what I wanted. So one of the ways that I monitored my protein intake was through an app called MyFitnessPal. And I'm sure some of you are familiar with it. It's an awesome little app. But this brings me to my next step. Number three, establish a system for accountability. This is also a part of the actionable plan. By using the free app, my fitness pal. I was able to effectively track and document my daily intake for my macronutrients and calories, specifically my proteins. 
This allowed me to see if I was on track or I needed to make some adjustments on the daily. And over time, I could monitor trends and see where I was killing it. And I could also see where I needed to shore things up. Only by having a system in place was I able to monitor and make adjustments as needed. What gets measured gets improved, right? If you don't measure it, how the hell are you going to know what changes you need to make? So I did this in order to not reach the end of a dead end road before I had plenty of opportunities to make the changes I needed in order to be successful in my goals. I didn't want to pigeonhole myself, right? How frustrating and self-defeating would it have been had I wasted all my time and effort going down a pathway that would lead me to minimal or counterintuitive results? When things like that happen, it takes the wind out of your sails completely. I know it does for me, and so that's not going to work. And and you're just left feeling like you're basically starting all the way over, which is super hard, right? Super difficult. Um, so you, because you have to gain that momentum and that motivation and that inspiration all over again, rather than just make small adjustments along the way. So finally, last but not least, take action. This is where you execute. None of these previous steps matter if you don't take action. You can read all the books in the world and gain all the knowledge possible. But if you don't apply the knowledge, then what good is it to anyone? Before we wrap up, let me review these steps one more time before we close things out. And like I said, this is going to be short and sweet today, guys, because I really want to spend time with my family. I haven't seen them for a good 72 hours, actually 73, because on the tail end of this 72, I caught a commercial fire and then had to do fire watch all night. So yeah, that's fun. Um, so going on super minimal amount of sleep here, but <laughs> anyway, I digress. Let me, let me review these steps one more time. They are number one, identify a goal. Number two, write down small actionable steps. Number three, establish a system for accountability. And number four, take action. Remember guys, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. We get so hyper-focused on our plan of action while we're on duty, dealing with a structure fire or an EMS call, that we sometimes forget that we need to have a plan of action for our personal lives as well. Otherwise, we're just going through the motions, not doing anything of real significance. I hope you guys all had a Merry Christmas, and kind of as a way to give you a Christmas gift, I've provided a couple links in the show notes that will allow you to download a couple of worksheets that I've cooked up. One is to help you start to take small steps, toward improvement and the other is to actively identify what it is that motivates you so that you can have something to focus your efforts toward. Both are free resources that I've created for you so please take advantage of them. You can find links in the show notes. This is the last episode of 2019 and I cannot thank you guys enough for your support in this effort to build each other up and bring back true brotherhood to the fire service. It has been incredibly rewarding to produce and publish this podcast and I've been extremely humbled by the support I've received by you all. I've had the opportunity to chat back and forth and even meet some of you in person, which was super cool. I started this podcast as a way to provide some tactics and strategy about all things related to the fire service, but it really has helped me grow and improve as a firefighter and a crew member and a person. So if you find value in the show, please subscribe and share. I've got some new things planned for 2020, like the launch of another crew builder cohort that I've mentioned in previous episodes, as well as more relative content and practical tools to use in order to help you improve yourself 
and help you be more of the firefighter you'd want on your crew. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask any question you like. I'm building this community for you. One way you can become more directly involved is to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Facebook group. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and share our experiences and perspectives about the topics discussed on the show. We're brothers and sisters, and we need to do what we can to rebuild the brotherhood that attracted us to the profession in the first place. The only way this is going to happen is through open and honest communication. No topic is taboo. As we openly talk about things and ask tough questions, we give our brothers and sisters power to do the same. Remember, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Be ignited.